0: You are listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. So happy to have you here we have such a great show today. I had so much fun recording this episode and I'm just so excited this year to bring you guys some really awesome guests and people who, you know, that you can learn from and get different perspectives on things and where and we can really open up the conversation and really have some powerful conversations about how we can increase our health and how we can just do and be better. And today's guest absolutely goes over that. Um, Ellie is a, Uh, she's a NASM NASM certified trainer and that's kind of like how she got into fitness and health. And her journey is just so crazy. It's so interesting. And it's, it's so cool to see where she is. She, you know, had kind of gone down the more like fitness route and then really kind of suffered some own health things of her own, um, that weren't necessarily serious and you'll hear about it. But, um, I think that, I think that many of you are going to really be able to relate to this. Um, you know, she suffered from a lot of things like bloating and cystic acne and issues with periods and all these kind of things that a lot of people just kind of chalk up as being normal. Um, you know, she was like, you know, I don't understand why I'm getting this. And she really did so much work to kind of fix herself. And, you know, now I see her as kind of like the guru of, reading your labels. And especially when it comes to fitness supplements, um, the supplement industry is like the wild West out there in terms of what they can allow in products. And, you know, there's a lot of supplements that really are just glorified junk food. And I love that she talks about that on her platforms. You know, she's on YouTube, she's on Instagram and, you know, she, um, she really is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this. And and I'm just so glad that I connected her with her because, you know, I, I really feel like when I start talking about things, and health, I get really passionate. And I so found that with her and, you know, her stories just get me fired up. And like, I just, she really, you know, she is so passionate about helping people make better choices and just really teaching and educating people. And, you know, like, like myself, we, she puts out a lot of great free information. And so, um, I really hope that she can be a great resource to you guys. Um, I really am just so excited to get into today's conversation I know that you guys are going to find a lot of value out of it and I know that a lot of it might be information that maybe you haven't ever heard before because we really are trying to just kind of open up and talk about some things that, you know, that aren't typically talked about, you know, like what's in your protein powder, what's in your pre-workout, what's in, what's in these foods that you're eating and like, are these, how these artificial dyes, colors, flavorings um, how they are contributing to our health in a negative way. I mean, the research and is out, you know, there is a lot of research out there on that. And our goal is not to, we're not here to fear monger. We are here to educate though. And we are here to educate so that you can be empowered to make better decisions. I say that all the time. You know, I think that sometimes when we're learning about health, it can get overwhelming and sometimes you can just think like, Oh my God, is there anything right? I can do like, it just is overwhelming. And, and I don't want people to feel that way. I just really want you to take the information and do with it what you want. And I think that's just the whole thing is I'm so big on informed consent and here are the risks and benefits to anything. And you know, I, at the end of the day, your choice is your choice. And like, that's the beauty about it is you have the choice. Um, so we are going to provide you guys with a lot of knowledge bombs today. She's so great. before we get into Today's interview, I just want to share with you guys that today's sponsor is my online hormone course, Healthy and Balanced Hormone Course, um, really kind of made this course for people who are wanting to understand how their hormones work, understanding how your cycle works, understanding why heavy periods, cystic acne, bloating, irregular menstrual cycles, all of those kind of things, although they're super common, they're not normal and you don't have to experience them. So I kind of walk you through all root cause issues. We go over how to open up your detox pathway, how to make yourself metabolically flexible, how to improve your gut health, um, how to start kind of detoxing your environment a little bit and choosing cleaner products, um, how to manage your stress, all these different types of things. Um, and plus there are discounts for working with me one-on-one within the course. You'll get access to those codes. So Lots of good stuff in that course. I will put the link for that in the show notes. That is my baby and I'm just so I'm just so proud of I'm just so proud of it. Too, too. I it was it that is a course that I wish that I had when I was going through my hormone journey. And so that's who I made it for when I was thinking about when, or when I was creating it, I made it for people who like myself a few years ago who would have died to have that knowledge to be able to kind of make better choices. So I've been getting lots of great feedback from it and I appreciate all the work, the kind words and testimonials and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I am just really excited to get into today's interview. And without further ado, here we go. All right, you guys, I have an awesome guest with us today. Illy. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us like kind of your journey, where you started. Um, and we have a lot to unpack today.
1: A lot. Oh my God. I'm so excited. But yeah, thank you for asking me to come on your podcast. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, my name's Illy or healthily on Instagram. I am a holistic health coach and I am a clean ingredients advocate. So Um, I really just want people to look at the ingredients that they're ingesting and putting on their bodies, putting into their bodies, and just make the best decision for them. So that is kind of like my whole thing, essentially. Uh, But yeah, like the way I got here is kind of like a long, longish story, but I'll try to like get to the good parts. So about seven years ago, I, little girl, like 20 years old, I didn't know anything about fitness I mean I've always been like an athlete like I've always done track and soccer but like I never like went to a gym really I just relied on my high school curriculum um but seven years ago I am in a Starbucks and I get approached by these two like jacked trainers and they're like hey do you want to come to our gym like a free membership I was like yeah sure why not and that was like the first thing I ever did like I did not know what the heck I was doing um and then from there I got a trainer. Um, who's actually like one of my really good friends now. So shout out to Ricky, but he got me into training and I got my NASM certification. So you guys know the National Academy of Sports Medicine. It's like one of the, apparently one of the best certs that you could possibly get, super expensive. Um, But you really learn a lot about just like how the body works. Um, So then from there, I started working at some of like the best gyms like in New York City. So I worked at Equinox, I worked at Lifetime Athletic. So I was working and I was like continuing my education through their curriculum because they have like their own also, because again, they have some of the best trainers. Um, But I realized after like four or five years of going down this route of bodybuilding and, you know, taking kind of like the top of the line supplements at the time, like measuring like, yeah, like weighing my food. Like I was crazy about how I wanted to look and like what that meant for like my health or what I thought was healthy. But I realized slowly I was struggling with chronic migraines. So chronic migraines are considered like 15 migraines a month. So I was waking up almost every day with a migraine. I had really bad hormonal acne, like all over my face, um, on my forehead, on my cheeks. My periods were super irregular. I was like chronically bloated. Like anything I ate, my stomach was like three months pregnant um yeah, I was just really struggling. Um, I was co- constantly constipated, like it was a mess. And I didn't know what was wrong. Um, because I was like, I'm really healthy. You know, if I went to my gyno for a period problem, she'd be like, You have rock hard abs, like you're healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. Like you look better than most people I see. I went to a neurologist for my headaches. He's like, You're healthy, I don't know what to tell you. I went to a gastro doctor and he was like, you're healthy. I don't know what to tell you. you know, no one knew. And I think I went to about seven different specialists and no one could give me an answer. So me being me, I kind of like wasn't going to just take no for an answer. Like I was like, I can't, there's no way I can live like this because I can't go to school because I have migraines, like they're so bad. I can't even like look at lights. Oh my God. Couldn't even look at my, look at my phone. You know, my period is all over the place and I was on birth control. So like birth control wasn't helping. So yeah, I was really struggling. And then I don't know what happened, but I think just the spark of like making the executive decision to get off of birth control and I started following so the first person I followed on my health journey was actually Dr. Jolene Bryant. Mm-hmm. And I read her Brian uh, Bright Brighton. And I followed and I um and I bought her book and I read it and I was like, oh my God, like there's so much there's so much to this. Um, oh, yeah. and then I kind of just followed like, like-minded people and I started seeing things about like ingredients, and I was like, What? Like I ingredients can cause Like A, B, and C. Like I just thought, like whatever. I was like, I'm eating clean, so I'm not sure what it could be. And I slowly started turning over like my my like packaged food and my fitness supplements. And I was like, Oh my god, these ingredients that they're saying are bad and harmful, and that can lead to gut problems and acne, are in my fitness supplements. Like, what? Like that's not what's supposed to happen, you know? Like these supposed to make me fit, not the opposite. So that's kind of what sparked my um, interest in ingredients. And obviously right then I like didn't really know what they meant, but I just kind of just, this is about two years ago now, I like deep dived on buying all these books and doing research and listening to podcasts and taking courses. And I've been kind of going hard on like, why are these ingredients in our fitness supplements? How are they even like legalized? And like, what is the criteria for like, being able to make a supplement, like who do you have to be? And like that answer is you can literally be anybody. So there's really like no regulation, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into where I'm at
0: now as like a health coach and a clean ingredient advocate. So you, your journey really started because your health needed, you needed different answers. You weren't getting any answers from people that you were going to. And so tell me like, what did what did your diet look like? Was it kind of like the standard quote-unquote like bodybuilding diet like the if it yeah. fits your macros, kind of do whatever you can as long as you get in what you need? Yeah, so I was
1: very big on calories in, calories out. If it fits my macros, I was always looking at calories. So I was eating like the chicken, I was weighing my chicken. I was eating the rice and I was weighing my rice. And then I was eating the broccoli and the greens and I was weighing everything. So I made sure that everything was in my calories and then I would do like my bulking and cutting seasons. So in the winter, I would eat, I'd weigh more and I'd get more and I'd have more calories. And that would be like anything. So I was eating like rows of Oreos to get my calories. in. I was eating chips Ahoy and waffles and pancakes to get my calories in, you know, so my fitness pal checking my macros, like that's literally all I did. And I thought I was healthy because I was like, look at me, you know, I have, I have abs, like you can't tell me I'm not healthy. Like I literally can do my laundry on my abs, you know? So it's like, how can anyone tell me that anything's wrong? You know, but I felt it. I didn't feel right. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's, it takes people's own health to not, to be able to make a change. Like you have to go through that point where you hit that wall and you're like, something is not right. You know, like your periods were off. Your digestion was off. Um, If I see like, I can see any fitness influencer and like, they're all bloated probably because of the stuff that they're eating. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And it, it's crazy because people, we, they, that fitness community really tries to normalize those things. So when people do try new supplements and they feel bloated or they feel discomfort, and then you have the, your, the person that you bought it from with their affiliate code is like, that's normal. Like, it's okay to feel like this. You're never going to put two and two together and be like, maybe it is this supplement that I'm that I'm using, you know? But they use it too. And they say that this side effect is normal, you know? And that was me. I was chronically bloated all the time. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like I never get bloated anymore. But if I do, at least now I know what could possibly be causing it because I do eat fairly clean and I do watch what I eat. So if I do get bloated, you know, and I can look back at that meal and be like, Oh, it was probably, you know, the oil or whatever.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. And so how long did it take you? And like, what steps did you take to kind of like reverse from where you were at and kind of make this transition from like, you know, a fitness bro, you know, in the gym, you had a bulking and cutting to more like, Hey, I'm just like living holistically. I'm living, I'm living my healthiest life every day. Like, what did that transition look like? yeah, so it was
1: definitely way it was funny because my biggest my biggest like concern was my acne at the time. Like I wasn't even concerned about like my bloating and like my gut problems like at all. And at the time, I didn't realize the connection between my acne and my gut health. yeah, so I was really just focused on my acne. And I remember doing as much research as I could and like following the right people and listening to podcasts and like doing everything I could. And then eventually, unknowingly to me, fixing my acne was actually me just fixing my gut. So I was doing like, I was like finally taking a probiotic after like so many years, I was incorporating more greens. And then I was really looking at my ingredients. So I stopped taking like fitness supplements for literally, I want to say two years. Like I didn't take any type of protein powders. I didn't take any pre-workout. Like I didn't do anything. Um, I just strictly focused on real whole foods. And that's kind of what helped me the most because I was only eating things that you can just find at the supermarket, like in the perimeter, right. I was yeah. only eating like my, my organic chicken and, you know, I saved a lot of money because I wasn't spending, you know, $70 a month on fitness supplements, you know, so that money went towards me trying to eat better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then as soon as my acne started clearing up, I realized my gut issues went away or like slowly started to diminish. And I was like, Hmm, what's the connection here? Um, And then that's kind of when I deep dived onto like gut health and like gums in like protein powders and how that can irritate the gut. So um, yeah, it was just like finding those supplements and then seeing that that these things are also in our milk and our crackers and our foods and our yogurts, you know? So I was like, shit, this stuff is really in everything. Like
0: yeah. What the hell? Like
1: you can't, you feel like you can't avoid it, you know? And especially back then, I will say like about three, four years ago, we didn't have like the types of products we have now. Like now it's way easier, I would say to find cleaner products because yeah. there's a market for it. Where as opposed to like back then, like I just had to like eliminate it completely because there wasn't a cleaner option.
0: Right. Exactly. And so like, I, I, I know I get that a lot with people because I talk a lot about vegetable oils and how, these industrial seed oils, like if you want to do one thing to decrease your inflammation, like get those out. And then people are like, wait, it's in my oat milk. Oh my God. Wait, it's in like, it's in my vegan butter. It's in my, it's a second ingredient in my protein bar. And I'm like, it's literally everywhere.
1: Yeah. It's every, it's cheap. It's everywhere. It's like, and it's not even like, I mean, yeah, it's like the oil themselves, but like the real issue is like the processing of it. So a lot of them are, are being bleached. Yep to get to be be like that beautiful yellow color that we see. And it's like, you can literally look this up on YouTube, like how canola oil is made. Like they literally
0: bleach it. It's disgusting. So it's like, we're really ingesting this stuff. Like, yikes. I know. So so tell us, I guess, take us through some of like the real big offenders that you see, whether it's in food or supplements, like you were saying, the gums, the sweeteners. Take us through like if people are turning around their stuff, like what they should be looking at.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, normally the organic label is very important to me, but it really depends because now you can, you can just pay the USD, like you have to pay for that, that label. Right. Um, And as long as you have 95% organic ingredients, like you can get the label. So a lot of companies are just adding like organic and then the rest of the ingredients are like not organic and like no one says a thing. Right. Um, but the big thing is you want to make sure that whether you're going for a vegan protein or a whey protein, that the whey and the and the vegan protein that you're using, whether it's peas or rice, are organic just because of the antibiotics and the food that the animals are given to get to the whey, right? So if a cow is eating, you know, GMO crop, you're going to be ingesting that through the whey, right? And then we have, a, you know, a spike in the vegan proteins like the rice and the pea, and those are sprayed with hundreds of pesticides, especially peas can be up to like 18 different just pesticides. So it's like, we're also ingesting that. Um, So that's a big thing when it comes to protein is making sure that the main part of the protein is organic um, to avoid it. Like I said, the antibiotics, the GMOs, the pesticides, the herbicides. Um, So that's like a big thing. Um, second is, especially if you're on a gut healing journey, you really want to minimize the gums because those gums are just emulsifiers. They make them kind of like thick. So when you froth it up, it's nice. And like, it feels like a milkshake. Um, but the problem is, is I'm usually not against like one being in there. Um, but when you start really stacking them is the problem. So, and a lot of people don't realize is like, you're taking a protein powder and then you're taking your milk and they both have five to six gums in it. And now you're like, oh, well, my protein powder doesn't have a lot of gums and my milk doesn't have a lot of gums, but then you forget you got to mix them. So yeah, you know, like really taking into account, like if you're trying to heal your gut, staying away from these thickeners is a really good start because you got to think about what that's doing in your stomach. If it's making everything thick, it means you're going to kind of be constipated,
0: Yeah, you
1: know? So that's like, that was a big thing, at least for me, like is getting rid of like, the all the different types of gums um do, and then do you see any the, like
0: natural gums like are there any or like natural emulsifiers like what can be a better alternative to look um, for it, it really depends on the quality um so normally I don't mind
1: like xanthan gum mm-hmm. um just because you can find that like it really depends on the sourcing so you yeah. have to like check the back and make sure that's from like a, a nice source but you can literally buy xanthan gum like at the store like in a package like on its yeah. own so I, that, I don't mind like sunflower lecithin. I don't normally mind. The biggest thing that people have with that is that if it's not like non-GMO, right. Um, then that's a problem. So making, again, it's the quality. So making sure it's a non-GMO sunflower lecithin. Um, so those are like two better options that you can find. Um, there's literally so many, but most of them I'd like to stay away from because you never, they never put the sourcing on the, the box. So it's like, I know what is
0: Right. Like if I I'm the type of person where like I want I go to the farmers market. I know where I'm getting my meat from like mm-hmm. it would be nice if it could kind of be the same way for our supplements. Like obviously you're not going to know probably the farmer that you're getting the way byproduct. Yeah, you someplace. have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> so it would be nice to be like, "Hey, these these were regenerative cows or like, you know, they were grass-fed like they weren't, t- you know, it would be nice to know that stuff and um I think that's important." So what about what about some sweeteners, dyes, and what do you tell people well, I guess I'll save the second question for last, but let's touch on those a little bit and then um, and then we can kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, so the artificial sweeteners really get me because when people are like, I don't eat a lot of sugar because they're eating chicken, rice and broccoli every day, but you don't realize like some of these can have sugar in them. Like it's totally possible. Uh, I've seen things like ketchup and sauce with sugar, you know, like I, have it, and it's, it will never say sugar on the front. It'll say zero sugar, but they don't consider it a sweet, they don't consider like the low, the no calorie sweeteners, right? Like we have the aspartame, which is the equal and the, um, Nutra sweet. So that was like a big one that you see in a lot of fitness supplements because it's no calorie. Um, but there's so much research coming out now, um, that shows that these sweeteners are actually worse than just having straight sugar. Right. So we've made people afraid of sugar, but okay with artificial sweeteners because they're no calorie. Right. So it's like,
0: like you're getting, you're
1: actually making it worse. And all of them are honestly linked to obesity and heart disease, which obviously Americans struggle with to begin with. And we have to ask the question, like, is this because of the rays in artificial sweeteners? And personally, I think of course, because it's literally in everything. It is. So when people are on a fitness journey and they're trying to like cut out the sugar, they forget about their protein powders. They forget about their pre-workouts. Like just because it says zero sugar or two grams or three grams, you have to look at. You have to be able to recognize the sweeteners that are no calorie, so they don't need to put it on the nutrition facts. Exactly.
0: So those are like really sneaky, sneaky, and that's how they really get you. They are, and I, I really do feel like you said that they're contributing to obesity because they're zero calorie, but some of them are like a hundred to five hundred times sweeter than table mm-hmm. sugar. So like it's still, I think, is having an impact on your insulin. So like it's zero it, calorie, yeah. but it's spiking your insulin like crazy. And what do you do? You're addicted to it. I was talking about this the other day. I forget. I forget where. Like, oh, I think on one of my podcasts. I was saying like, yeah. companies want things that taste good, right? Because if they taste good, you're going to buy them, and if you buy them, you're going to use them, and you're going to stick to it, whatever. And if something is a hundred, a hundred percent sweeter than sugar, you're probably going to freaking love it, right? Like it's, it's and it's going to continuously like you're just addicted to a different type of sugar at this point, a worse sugar, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I love to, I love to
1: give this example to give like an idea of how flavor works, because we always see natural and artificial flavors. Right. So I don't know if anyone, I don't know if you've probably had something that's like watermelon flavor. Mm -hmm. It never tastes like an, like an actual watermelon does not taste like that. Right. But that's because like, they probably took literally like, we have chemists and scientists and flavorists. That's literally what they're called. And they go into a watermelon and they literally extract what makes the watermelon taste like that. They literally extract the flavor and it's so potent. And then that's how you get watermelon flavored stuff. They're not using a real watermelon because it would taste like so dull and like bland. like watermelon's pretty bland. I would right. say like, unless you get it really good and sweet, but like even grape flavored stuff, it doesn't taste like a freaking grape. It tastes like maybe if you take like the 1.001% of that flavor and you make it bigger, now we have a grape flavored pre-workout or or watermelon flavored, you know, energy drink. Yeah. So that's what they do and it it makes you want more and it it keeps you addicted. So there's people like, oh my God, I can't live without my pre-workout. It's like, I wonder why.
0: <laughs> right? You, I, it's probably either because they need the caffeine and because it tastes so good. Because I mm. never loved watermelon, but like, oh my god, like watermelon flavored like pre workout, or oh, I so couldn't good. get enough of it. It was so good. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. I hate real watermelon, but I actually kind of like this. No wonder why. No, like- yeah, that's like literally how it's made. So
1: they literally go in and they take like that zero 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 one percent. They extract. I mean, chemistry is a beautiful thing. It's amazing how they do it. Because I don't, I wouldn't know but that's, what's keeping people think like, Oh my God, this lemon flavored, whatever the hell it's like,
0: you know, it doesn't taste like that. Like it tastes completely different, you know? So oh my God, I'm getting flashbacks to like organic chemistry right now. And I remember one time, do you remember? Um, it was like some type of nerd. It was like a banana flavored nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm talking about? And like the smell, the aroma of it itself, like you can yeah. smell it. And I remember we replicated that in organic chemistry and like, seeing all of like these hazardous chemicals that we had to use like underneath the hood. And I'm like, but this makes something that is supposed to like replicate like a real banana that people eat. Like, yeah. Instead of just
1: using a real banana because it's so much more expensive, they would rather use, make it in a lab. Obviously it's cheaper. And like, I get it. But again, this is what, and I don't blame people when they're like, Oh my God, I'm so addicted to A, B and C. It's like, it's made to be like that. So it did its job.
0: Yep. Exactly. You know? What about dyes? I had someone reach out to me the other day and we had a conversation around dyes and her, her daughter thinks that um, some of the dyes that they've been consuming are related to ADHD. And I was like, that is not a, like, that is totally valid. And true, that's yeah. in the literature that these artificial colors are behavioral issues. And, you know, we are seeing them in kids. And I do wonder if, you know, this is, this is why our kids are just out of control. And we have some more behavioral issues and gut issues now than ever.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, the dyes are big, especially since obviously they're banned in other countries, especially like um, Norway, Finland, like they're big on not using those. And we see so many companies using things like turmeric and beet powder to make things yellow or red, yep. but here in the United States, we're still using red 40 and yellow five and yellow six and it's like these are all like derivatives of like paint stripper and like petroleum so it's like why why do we use this if we see other companies not needing to use it you know i just got a comment obviously from the ceo of alani new and he even said he's like he goes i have no problem changing the color to something healthier because it doesn't change the taste It's like, if you admit it doesn't change the taste,
0: then why do you need it? Right. Why do we need these colors to look crazy? Like you said, why not use turmeric or why not use beet? Like those are one natural. And two, like, I don't care if I'm drinking something freaking clear or not. Like that doesn't change my experience, but it makes it,
1: yeah. Like people, this is the thing we're very visual people. That's why marketing and branding is like, of like even with social media influencers like you can you you can tell who's who just by like the colors they use like branding is a big thing you know and you're probably going to be more you know maybe attracted to someone who uses a color you like as opposed to maybe like a different color you know yeah. um so when the, when they go out and like they market these things they make it look like it's so like oh clean and they use like white and natural like a brown color and they add like a leaf on there and you're like wow it must be so healthy and it's like this is what people fall for. People want to see something that's like a bright yellow or a bright red. So when we get drinks and it's like a pale pink, you're like, "Is this supposed to be cherry flavor? How do I know it's cherry?" Right. Yeah. How? It's not, not bright red.
0: <laughs> right. Which is crazy. It's, I wish that we could get away from that. Or like you said, just be like these other countries who are a little bit more progressive in the sense where like Europe has so many more ingredients banned than we do in the U.S. and like big supplements and big food are just like, we're not getting any healthier.
1: Yeah, we're not. So that's why I was like a big, like smack in the face when I found out like, Hey, my supplements that I'm using to get fit are actually contributing to like all my, like my long list of symptoms and the fitness community really does need to do better. Because like I said, I got my NASM certification. I'm, I'm technically considered like a high level, like trainer, right? I would rather someone with a NASM than than not right right um so when these influence when these brands hire these influencers to be affiliates and like they're athletes we look at them and we trust them and they're like oh well they have a NASM certification they know what they're talking about I did not learn a single thing about gut health hormones ingredients being a NASM certified trainer I did not so just because I know how to use the machines at the gym and I can go, I could put you through a workout does not mean I'm, I also know anything about ingredients. Right. And I even know nutritionists that I've argued with who don't know anything about ingredients. You know, my dad went to a nutritionist or a doctor, um, for his migraines and on the literal sheet, it said Velveeta and Jello are okay to eat which both have yellow five and yellow six, which are linked to migraines. So it's like,
0: Oh my God. It, that's, what? Well, look at, look at who's funding these educations, you know, Coke and Pepsi yeah. or no Pepsi and um, general mills. Uh, mm-hmm. What they fund the dietetics association?
1: Yep. So it's like, where are we learning? Obviously like. You're calling the kettle black. If you're, if you're going out there and you're saying, yeah, dyes are harmful sponsored by pepsi cola with four different thighs, you know it's like you can't you can't do that and you're not going to teach your students that when it goes against their sponsors they're going to be like well we're pulling all our money and that money is billions of dollars like you're not you just you're not going to do that and it's like at the point where it's like people want to call you conspiracist but it's like you can i google it took me two seconds to google who sponsors the academy of Dietitians. two seconds yeah and i found out who exactly it was and NutraSweet is one of them which is an (laughs) artificial sweetener so it's not even a conspiracy at this point because like I said I don't and I think this is kind of what why people relate to me so much is because I don't have a background in this shit right I don't you know I I'm just someone who has access to the internet and I tried my best and I put all my energy into it and people feel empowered by that and they're like, holy crap, if she can do it and she's not like a doctor, then why the hell can not I? Right. It's not rocket science. And, no. and I get so many comments about like from nutritionists and dietitians and doctors and they're like, well, I've been doing this for 10 years and this isn't right. And I'm like, well, I've been doing this for two and I proved you wrong.
0: <laughs> like, I don't even know how they can say like, this is not right. I mean, what? Because like it is in the literature now. Like maybe it wasn't ten years ago, but like you also have to look at who's funding these studies. So many of these studies, like like you if you know a study's coming out of Harvard, like it is going to be anti-me because they are they are funded by the sugar industry. Like they're the ones who published the study saying that fat was bad and sugar was not. Like science sucks in that sense. Like you have to really be able to decipher, but at the same time, like there's great people like you and doing all these things are being like you guys I I literally was on the other side I know I literally changed my health and this is what I'm learning about these dyes these artificial yeah. flavors these colorings and like you're being an advocate now not only for you but for your parents because like you said your dad was oh my Velveeta's not even cheese like I don't even know what I was just a shock I was like what I, I can't like it, it, and it makes it really hard for people to know like health it can already seem overwhelming. There's all these different things. There's all these moving parts and people are like, okay, well, like, who do I really listen to? And it's, I get that it's hard, but there's really great people out there, obviously, like you and so many others who are just trying to like pave the way and cut through the bullshit a little bit to be like, this is like, you just litigate whole food for two years and you didn't need anything else. And you healed yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what Um, I mean? It's a. Str- it's honestly, yeah. And I, and I get that with people because they don't know who to trust, especially when you have such a large market of fitness influencers coming out and saying, "Hey, don't listen to these like health things." They think everything is unhealthy, and it's like I don't think everything is unhealthy, but like we have to start asking the question: like, are is it is it really so far fetched to think that real whole food is better or not better than what you're pushing to your Because I'm not, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not affiliated with any supplement company. And I do that on purpose because I wanna leave the floor open, right? So I've had supplement companies come to me like, hey, we want you to be an affiliate with us. And I'm like, sorry, I keep it to only like certain foods and like skincare or something like that. Because when it comes to supplements, I don't want people wasting their money on fitness crap, like, because that's all that's out there. But yeah, I get it. It's hard for people to think of who to trust and, like even now, like you'll see it in politics. So right now, like Joe Biden, like hired Tom Vilsack to be his head of agriculture. Who's Tom Vilsack? You could do a Google search. You know, it's not hard. You ask these questions and he is Mr. Monsanto. Who is Monsanto? He is the, that's the company that sprays Roundup weed killer, which is carcinogenic on our crops. That's the whole reason we have non-GMO that they are literally the reason. So, um, Now this is someone that we are hiring to be the head of our agriculture, the head of who is running our food, like our fresh food. So it's like, how can we think that the studies now that are going to be coming out in the next few years are not going to be biased towards genetically modified foods? Exactly. It's it's not even a conspiracy. It's just like, we need to ask these questions. Exactly. That's it. You know, And people get mad because you ask questions. And like I said, this can happen with Any president on any side, but this is the reality of what happens, and we need to be aware of it. That like, this shit goes on, and we can't just trust the science just because of you know what's happening. Like, we have to really ask these questions and be like, hmm,
0: is this really an unbiased
1: study? Like, right,
0: right. And when you said that thing about the Monsanto, and then you see that Bill Gates is now the owner of like the most amount of farmland, I'm like, bestie, isn't that? Isn't that interesting? And then I also was finding out that there's a a tax now for small cattle farmers, that it's going to be so much harder for these small farmers to survive, which breaks my freaking heart because that's all I support. I don't, I don't do convent. I'm very big with voting with my dollars and, you know, and I think that, like you said, you mentioned that today when you were going back and forth with the CEO of Alani New and your stories, like people need to vote with their dollars. Like if you think that what, if this resonates with you, you need to go out and you make a change. Like, there was a you know the big gluten free movement. everybody you know we wanted better. well, like Aunt Jemima even came out with like gluten free pancake mix, so yeah. like even stuff like that, like because we wanted it. so if we want to be able to support local farmers, if we want to have better supplements and like better products and food that we're eating, we need to go out and and vote with our dollars and really tell people like where where our health priorities lie. But the problem, like you said is people are either, they don't know to ask these questions. We don't, they don't even know that they exist, which is yeah. a huge reason why we do what we do is just to like raise awareness on that. But it's just crazy. And what, I guess, what would you say to someone who is like, well, you know, like GMOs, they don't kill anybody or artificial sweeteners. Like I do fine with them. Like what, what do you say to people when they kind of say that they have like no issue with stuff like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I touched on this a little bit. Um, but that was me because i didn't think that i i was i was taught that my symptoms were normal right like i i can name a handful of women that i know that think that their heavy periods their light periods their painful periods are normal that their hormonal acne is normal that their chronic bloating is normal and it's being pushed by fitness influencers that hey it's okay that you have hormonal acne constantly. It's okay that you're chronically bloated. Like these are all fine. And then you don't, you don't make the connection. So now I think that that's fine. So when I'm taking a supplement, I'm like, Hey, I, this supplement, it was worked fine for me. I feel great. It's like, what, what's great. Right. Because are you just settling for this level of great, which I did for seven years of my life? I settled with this as being great. And now I'm here and I'm just like, I. I keep raising the bar because I know that my health is in my hands and I can do what I can to feel better and better and better. Would I say I'm a hundred percent the healthiest person on the planet? No, absolutely not. Because the journey is like this. There's totally. days where I'm feeling like 110 and then there's days where I'm like 20 and I'm like, this sucks. But if you're constantly at 20 and you think that that's a hundred,
0: it doesn't have to be. help you. <laughs> It does not have to be like the amount of people yeah. I see with like hormonal issues, energy crashes, metabolic health issues, like Yeah. I mean it's like ev- on the rise. It's it's on the rise and everybody just feels like, oh, like I'm not supposed to be hangry like every two hours and like oh like hormonal yeah. acne is not normal. Like, no, you don't have to experience any of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's being and it, it's pushed so much, but I can't even tell you I maybe follow like three, four fitness accounts now because I as soon as I see them like pushing something like that i'm like i i can't like i just i have to step out of the like out of it completely or I'm, I'm gonna go like ham in their dms because i've been attacked by fitness influencers that just feel like blocking me and they're like i can eat you know i can eat whatever i want when i want like you're shaming my food and it's like you can't eat whatever you want but to act like you got this perfect body and you're so healthy because you eat like this is false and yep. that's not my page. So, you know, I've been called all different types of things like hippie and uh, obviously worse than that. But like, apparently I'm a hippie because I believe in real food and I don't want to sell my, my, my followers, you know, crappy supplements. I'd much rather if you're like, Hey, I need protein. I'd be like, all right, well, how much protein are you eating in your regular diet? Because I'd much rather you spend seven ninety nine on chicken yeah. than $50 on an organic supplement. You know, even if it's like the most perfect supplement, I'd much rather you get it from a real source. Yeah. You know, than yeah. a fake one, right? It's like it's always going to be better. So I never it want is. to be that person that's going to push fake or, you know, a supplement over the real thing. But obviously it it comes by like we it's the fitness industry has made it so accessible to just get supplements. Yeah. And I get that. Like, obviously, there are people who need more protein. There's days where I'm like, I need more protein. Yeah. But do I eat it every day? No, I don't. Like, I pick and choose. Do I have pre-workout every single day? No, because I sleep pretty well and yeah. I don't feel like I
0: always need it. Right. So then that I comes down to a whole protein? other issues. Like, do yeah. you like like I think you said this in your story. You're like, do you think our ancestors freaking took pre-workout to go hunt? Because if so, like, we would not be here right now.
1: We'd, yeah, we'd be literally not survived as a as a species. Like. <laughs> Yeah, people, I just I'm I'm really for people getting into like the the real like ancestral way of living, totally. You no, know? it's like I'd much rather you keep things simple and spend your money on the, like billions of dollars go into the fitness industry. Billions. Like it's it's actually insane how much money they make and it continues to rise because obviously, you know, since the pandemic, people do actually want to get healthier and at yeah. least try. So I get it, but it's like, there's so much crap out there. Like I literally said on my story yesterday, I was like, I literally have like two options for protein powder. Of course I want more people to come out with better supplements. You know, like I don't want to be only have two options to give you guys. I want an array of options, but that's just not the reality right now.
0: Yep, I know. I know. And I, I, I think that that's super important. Is like, we need to think about food first. Like Collagen is kind of the big thing now. And like, I do take a, I have a collagen powder that sometimes I'll like bake with or whatever, but like no, I collagen. really get my collagen from meat on the bone and bone broth and I'm like, and I make yeah. my own and, and I'm like, do you know how much freaking cheaper that is? Like yeah. so much cheaper. Yeah. Collagen. Like I, I, like I
1: said, love supplements. A lot of them have helped me so much, especially like my minerals that are hard mm-hmm. to get and like my tinctures and my herbs. Like I love those. I am yep. an advocate but it's like, I think it really is a situational thing. And because it's so easily easily accessible now, people don't know like the quality of the things that they're getting. They just trust the brand, right? They see, oh, it's like, there's literally brands. Like I have a brand that I'm like reviewing right now. It's literally called clean and none of the ingredients are clean. I'm like, how do you, how do you make your whole brand called clean? And it's not even clean.
0: Oh my God. There's no regulation. No, there's not. And I think, I, I think, I think you pointed this out to me too. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't really follow a lot of brands, but like I saw Lonnie new came out with a balance and a powder. What is it? There's vegetable oil. There's artificial flavor, yeah. like literally things that wreak havoc on your hormones and, and not to throw brands under the bus, because I really do hope that people, I hope that people understand that consumers deserve and want better, but like what we're getting right now is unacceptable. It really is. Yeah, that's like my whole thing is like,
1: I. W- there was a point in time where I was so angry, and I feel like I was just approaching it in such a negative way. And I'm like, "Fuck these people! They purposely want to poison us." But it's I. But the more I get into this, I'm like, "Wow, people just really don't know." I really you know. Yeah. Like, there's no course. There's literally no course you have to take to create a supplement. Like you can literally, I can create a supplement right now if I want to. You can create one right now. A homeless guy on the street can create one right now there is no, there is no course. There is no education behind it. You can just create a supplement, you know? And it's like, because of that, that means anybody with any type of background can create whatever they want and they could say it's healthy and they could market it really well. And that's all great. But like, then there's people like me that are going to go in and be like, this is crap. And unless you change it, I'm keeping it on the crap list. Sorry, you can block me all you want, but if the list
0: is there and it exists, and I I think that it, it should be an open conversation. It shouldn't be like, well, I'm fine, so it's fine. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, can you can you you know can you tell me a little bit more about this because like especially you know as some of these supplement owners like their parents and like they have kids and like mm-hmm. I know that when I have kids someday like I want the absolute best, and so why would you why would you not want them to grow up would like be, I, I, you know what I mean? I don't know. I yeah. just don't understand like why people aren't more receptive. I get that it's hard because I get that we're very loyal to certain things. And you know, like people are, would die for their supplement companies. Like people yeah, are very I, like I obsessed. You're like chilling, but you make so much money from stuff. Like
1: they're clearly, they live very well. Like these brand owners live very well. So I don't think, and I even said, like, like I said, I was talking to the CEO of Alani and I was like, I don't think you're doing this on purpose. you know. And he even said, he's like, I know you have good intentions. And I think that's why he followed me. Because I'm like, I don't think you're doing this on purpose. I just think you're not educated properly. And you keep saying like, oh, these are formulated by a pharmacist. That's the first friends, problem. That's, that's the first problem. <laughs> I'll talk about that. But like one of my friends who was a pharmacist was like, I've never learned about ingredients in pharma school. I'm like, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it because every doctor I know doesn't know anything about i was teaching my doctors about ingredients and they're like yeah yeah whatever there's no science to support that i'm like yeah well look who's funding funding it not only that but like of course there's going to be manipulation like there was a there was a big um when so when steve so stevia is obviously like a natural herb um a natural plant so when they steve has been used for centuries like since the beginning of time it's in natural like Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And when aspartame come out, so NutraSweet, they literally were creating studies saying stevia is not a good natural sweet. They were creating these studies and they did all these studies that they were funding and that they were manipulating just to make this artificial sweetener seem better than something that we've had for centuries. So that's like clear manipulation of like what happens of like in the industry and it's, it's scary because you don't know, but like, I, think, I think instinctually you can look at something and be like, hey, like, these, all, these all look like real foods. This seems good. You know. Like, we don't have to go so crazy about like, analyzing each and every little thing. And just because you can't pronounce something doesn't mean that it's bad, right? Yeah. Because food scientists love saying that. Oh, because you don't know how to pronounce something doesn't make it bad. It's like, if I can't pronounce something, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to yeah. be like, hmm, what is this? Because yeah. who knows? It might be like some ancient herb that I've never heard of in my life. Right. Or they might have just used like the scientific name instead of which which they do that sometimes. So yeah. it's really about just like taking that extra five seconds and looking it up. Yeah. Very simple. Like just because it's a chemical, I get everything is chemicals, but just because it's a chemical does not automatically make it bad. But we need to ask questions. It's like how many chemicals are we willing to have in our diet? on top of how many chemicals are you, are we willing to have in our homes, in our yes. skincare routine, in our makeup? And like, it adds up. So right.
0: we all have a toxic bucket. It depends mm-hmm. on how fast you fill it. And exactly. I, I think that's super important too. I mean, that could be a whole freaking separate thing. Like oh my god, yeah. reading your skincare, reading, like knowing what's in your environment, yeah. what's in your cleaning. And, and it's a journey. And like, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, hopefully like people are aware of that. And if they've been following you or I, like they're, they're starting to become aware, but it's just, you start chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And you just kind of slowly evolve over time. It's not like I all of a sudden learned about ingredients and was like, I'm throwing everything out. Like, no, I just, I slowly got rid of stuff and swapped stuff out over time. And like, I think that that's what everybody can do. And and it it does seem overwhelming sometimes, even for me, I'm like, Oh my God. Cause like, I didn't learn about this in school. Like we didn't learn about this as a chiropractor. I didn't even learn about this in my clinical nutrition program. I think maybe we touched on like sweeteners a little bit, but like this is on my own freaking time. This is on my own research. And to these people's points of these physicians, not really knowing anything, they might, it might, they might not know it because maybe they don't read the research every day. And that's not an easy thing to necessarily do. But like, in my opinion, I want to, I want to know if a study comes out that changes the way that I practice or teach people things like that's just it's called a practice for a reason we're getting better every day. and so yeah. so many people are so set in their ways whereas i like to be challenged and i like to learn new things and and if it changes my beliefs then if if it's better for me and like people that i serve then that's all i care about. and that's what people should care about too.
1: No, i totally agree. That's why like that's literally why i do this work because it's like like i said before like fitness supplements are not mandatory. We don't we won't die without them. So it's like if you don't need it then great but if you do need it or you do feel you need it and you do feel you need that type of supplement then it should be the it should be as quality as the food you want in your body so when ceos want to deny that to people it really makes me sad because it's like okay now we have to take and i get it these are a lot of people who have families and stuff i was like now we have to take that money away from you guys and give it to someone who is more willing to be open about it, right? If there wasn't a market for it, then I get it. But clearly there is, because I know so many people that have bought, you know, or organics or Truvani just because they've seen me post about it. And and I, and I'm not just saying, okay, here's the product. I'm literally flipping it over. I'm like, all right, if this is what you align with, then you should get this, Mm -hmm. you know, like if there's something you don't recognize or if there's something you're like, Hey, like I'm allergic to peas. This isn't for me. Like, then this is clearly not the product for you. We'll find something else. Right. Like I'm not stuck on one supplement brand. So.
0: Yep. I think that's good. It's refreshing to, to have options open. And, and honestly, hopefully you do keep having these conversations with these different people, because I think, I think that's where we get better is just having these conversations. It's not like you're boycotting these people in a sense where you're like F them, like screw them. Like I hope they're a couple of like, no, you are like, Hey, I think that this could be so much better if if we made these changes. Yeah, and it, and it's
1: funny because like
0: he even said like they plan on coming out with a natural line.
1: So it's like why come out with a completely different line when you could just make the line that you
0: have better. Exactly. That that's what I don't understand. Like we we need to get rid of like these natural lines because it doesn't it doesn't matter if someone is seeking the natural line or not. Like we should be serving all of the people the same exactly like I don't I just don't understand that it's like all right now you get to
1: choose the toxic one or the healthy like why why do we have to be given that option right and is it going to be more expensive probably maybe Maybe not right like if they make it more expensive like that's like that's enough for me but it's like really why are we why are we creating two separate lines just make the one you have better that's it I don't, I'm not mad at your brand. I'm just mad at the ingredients. In it. I think they, they make great products. I've used yeah. their products for years. Their proteins taste great. Like their pre-workout was great when I used it, but it's like, do you really need all those flavorings? You can get organic flavoring. How about that? Yeah. Nice swap. You still get to use the flavor you want, but it has organic guidelines, right? So natural is like way too out there. We don't know yes. what that is, but like, Maybe if you just swapped it, then yeah, I would freaking use it. But like, I have nothing against the brand. I'd love to be able to use their stuff. Yep, it would just literally cause me so much distress,
0: <laughs>
1: physically and I know
0: I know it's it's crazy, but you know, I you just have to keep doing what you're doing because I, people do want the change. They really do. And yeah. I think that even if maybe people who are listening to this who are like, "Holy shit, I didn't know I needed the change, but now I want the change," it's like, okay, we got a few more people like looking at what they're doing, which is great. You know, like even, I always say like, even if what I do helps literally one person, I'm okay with it. And if we can help more then that's, that's the goal. Yeah. Then
1: shit. We chilling, but I know, (laughs) I I know for sure people have started switching their products and I get DMS and people are like, Oh my God, I feel so good. Thank you. Like for having this option. I'm like, I all day, I'm on my laptop looking for cleaner brands, like all day. That's all I do. That's awesome.
0: We can only hope
1: that more
0: people start spreading the information and we create
1: a market for ourselves.
0: Totally. Yeah. You, like we said, vote with your dollar and it really can get us, it can get us far. Vote with your dollar, with your food, your lifestyle, your supplements. I mean, all of it, like you, we are in charge really of the change that we want. We really are. Um, Well, this was amazing. I seriously can't thank you enough. This was awesome. Tell people again where they can find you, where you're most active, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yes. You can find me on Instagram at healthily. Um, and then also I'll be posting YouTube videos. So very soon, um, pretty much like kind of just deep dives on brands. Um, so people can really get like a fuller idea or more full idea on certain products. Because one thing I will say is like, just because a product or a brand has a lot of crappy ingredients, sometimes they can make one or two decent supplements. Mm-hmm. So I like to give like a broader idea of like what is really out there and what the brand as a whole looks like. So I'll definitely be coming out with
0: YouTube and the YouTube is the same as my Instagram name. So I'm excited really for that. i sharing that. And I think that's great because like, it's not like you're coming at it from a malicious point. You're literally just, you're just educating. You're really just educating and empowering. And I And that's what people need. And I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, this was awesome. Thank you so, so much. Thanks. All right, you guys, I hope that you thought that that was amazing. It's as amazing as I thought that it was because it was incredible. I told you she was such a wealth of knowledge. She just has so much to bring to the table and so much to offer in terms of how to be smarter consumers and really how to make better choices for our health and for our family's health and for our longevity and um make sure that you de- guys definitely go follow her, check out her Instagram. She puts out a ton of amazing infographics. She's really really active on her stories and she has um she has a YouTube as well that you can go check out, but um, definitely go connect with her and kind of learn more on her platform. And um, I really hope that you guys are enjoying some of the guests that I'm bringing on this year. I really just hope to continue bringing on a lot of different health experts that I really look up to and I learn a lot from. And I know that you guys will also learn a lot from. And um, you know, like I said, the one thing that if you if you enjoy this podcast and want to continue to see me bring on great guests, just please, please just help us spread the word that we are here, you know, whether you take a screenshot and you share in your story, maybe you send this to a friend, uh, writing us a review. All of those are really just super free and easy ways that you can help this platform grow and how just kind of show your thanks and gratitude so that we can keep this podcast going, that we can, uh, we could just keep, keep doing our thing and putting out the good word of help and, uh, help and health. (laughs) So thank you guys so much in advance. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I will see you guys next week.